Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Bulls on Tap. I am your boy Buzz, and as always, I am joined by my dude, Goose, a.k.a. Bull Scripted, and we are here after a 126-114 loss to the Washington Wizards. This was the final game for the Chicago Bulls before the All-Star break. Little house cleaning. Be sure to go to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at Bulls on Tap. Following at Ontap Sportsnet. Individually following at Bulls Scripted for my dude Goose. And following at Buzz on Tap for me. Uh, Goose. This game sucked. I'm not like, you know, it's getting harder and harder. Um, this game was not good. Bright spot, Zach. Of, but, I mean, but is he really a bright spot or is this just kind of expected these days, I guess? Uh, what are your takeaways tonight, man? Uh, my takeaways are I'm glad that I was driving home from purchasing a car and didn't actually have to physically watch the first half of this game <laughs> because listening to it was torture enough. And, yeah, at this point, I mean, Zach Levine's the other reason why I turned on the Bulls game um, because the coach, for whatever reason, isn't starting Kobe White yet. Um, we had to endure Felicio again instead of Gafford, uh, which somebody who was at the game said that he spoke with Jim and Jim said he's still hurt. If that's the case, why is he listed as available? I, I just, I don't know. It doesn't make much sense to me. Um, but yeah, this shit's getting hard to watch harder and harder. Uh, we have to hope that we get some bodies back after this break so we can actually like not rinse our eyes with peroxide as we're watching the game. Yeah, no shit. So just getting to that point that uh, he, who shall rename Nameless, um, said that he asked Boylan after the game why Gafford's not playing. Boylan said that Gafford was still hurt. He didn't want to risk further injury to him. It just not calling anybody a liar, not saying that no one's not telling the truth here, but it just seems hard to believe that Casey Johnson or Tony Gill or any of those guys, Kevin Anderson, you know, none of those guys are are saying the same thing. Guys that are around the team every day, not just a fan in the stands. You know, um, you think they have a oh, little well, bit more it, information it, on it. And uh, Jim had no problem keeping Gafford in the game after he literally injured himself and refused to call a timeout as he's writhing on the floor in pain. And then uh, took the first him out. Time. And, yeah, then took him out and then put him back in. No, yeah, the the first time we had Carlisle graciously have his team foul, so. Um, Gafford could exit the floor. Um, and then we had a second angle roll where Gafford, once again, rolling around on the floor. Uh, Jim puts him back in the game later. So how was he active then directly after the injury? But over a week later, he's listed as active, cleared. And no, we're not playing him because he's still hurt. So I don't know what to read into that. Um, either Jim's an idiot, Jim is being precautious, or the Bulls front office legitimately did not want us to win this basketball game. Right. I mean, there's definitely a, a plethora of topics that we could really hit and, and dissect and debate on whatever it is, but I, I just really don't care that much about uh, any of them right now because it just doesn't seem like anything's going to change. I don't really know what the point is. Um, you know, let, let's get into the first quarter of this game. First quarter, Bulls are outscored 36-26. to 26. It, it was a long quarter, uh, but Kobe White started the game off in a decent way. Uh, didn't finish off in a decent way, um, you know, shooting-wise. He was 4 for 14 from the field, but he did he did get some things going. Um, I just want to say real quick to all the people that make fun of me constantly, not constantly, but, you know, you, you have your haters here and there, that this kid can't play point guard. You're wrong. 
because he showed some flashes of it tonight when he's put in that position. Of course, it doesn't look like he can play point guard when he comes off the bench because he's expected to score. And I don't know how you felt or if you – I know you said you were gone a lot of the first half, which was really unfortunate because I wanted to get your opinion on this. Dude, Stacy King was on one tonight. Did you hear about that? No, I could. I Stacy was <laughs> – he wasn't calling Jim out by name, but he – Pretty much might as well have said, this coach is an idiot. I don't know what the hell we're doing at this point of the season. Stacy um, was and, on one, brother. He was on it tonight. I mean, just any anything. You know, he he's sitting there. Why isn't Kobe starting? Why isn't Kobe getting more time? Why is Daniel Gafford on the bench? I mean, he's just going on and on and on. I mean, <laughs> it it was amazing. No, it's great that our commentator is ultimately uh, being the voice of the people because he has to sit in the front row and watch this disaster every single night. So it's it's kind of refreshing to hear somebody affiliated with the Bulls calling out somebody for the Bulls, um, even though he didn't necessarily say Jim's a dumbass. Uh, everything he was saying tonight <laughs> was pretty much saying, Jim's a dumbass. Um. So, I mean, I guess that's refreshing. We we genuinely have to stop wasting great nights from Zach Levine, though. How do you put up 41 points on 21 fucking shots and lose? Do we end up losing by double digits, or do we close the close enough? No, we were 126-114. Okay, so we ended up losing by double digits, and Zach Levine scored 41 points on half as many shots. So, I you just got to feel for Zach at this point, and that's like... All I can think watching these games is like we have this all-star who didn't make an all-star team. I don't care what you tell me. Zach Levine is an all-star caliber player. And I just hope if anything positive comes out of this season, it's that people stop putting this empty stats player on Zach because he's not an empty stats player. They're not. Uh, The people that are saying this, and it's funny to me because, I mean, think about it. I know we're kind of straying away from the game a little bit here, but think about this for a minute. The people that are saying that are some writers who decide, who just hate the Bulls in general. Fans that will buy anything the franchise sells you or just people that don't watch the game. Those are the three types of people that say this. You have former players out there, like T-Mac was saying it earlier, you know. Uh, he was saying that Zach was an all-star. Look what he's doing. I mean, I even heard Stephen A. Smith talk about Zach being a you know an all-star all-star caliber caliber player. I mean, there's a there's a million people that have had his back. It's just we get to see everything on Twitter, for, you know, for the most part, and it's annoying. Look what he did again tonight. I mean, he did everything he possibly could to keep us in the game, but somehow they're going to take his 19 points in the fourth quarter and call it garbage time. No, and that's that is baffling to me because garbage time, your starters are not on the floor. If you were close enough to being in the game and you have your star player dropping 19 points, cutting the lead to seven, six, getting within striking distance, you know, if Hutch doesn't miss that one layup uh, and Levine's one kind of errant lob that he threw up there doesn't get blocked, maybe the Bulls come away with this game. You put the heat on the Wizards, and I just. I can't help but think with the Wizards being the only team in between us and the eighth seed that maybe management didn't want us to win this game. Maybe they're trying to ensure lottery before we get all these healthy bodies back because we could go on a win streak. 
And I know I doubt that's it. hard to even. And I, yeah, I know it's hard to fathom with the direction of this team and the things, the way things have gone this season. But we're missing Dunn, Otto, Wendell, Gafford, Lowry. That's 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 more than half of a rotation. You know, we're missing three starters. I totally We're agree with you on that. Bench I agree with you on missing everybody and how detrimental it is and all, everything like that. But just the regression that went through three of the players that you mentioned and Otto in the beginning of the season looked like doo doo. Lowry was just Otto, Otto looked like he never put the off season aside and he was playing himself into shape and then got foot her. contusion, uh, foot bruise, to foot edema, to fractured foot, to broken foot, to eh, his foot's fine, but we don't even know what we're doing with him. So. You know, I I doubt the Bulls make a push, but the way things are going in the last few games, you almost feel like the Bulls are trying to put themselves in a position where if they make a push, they're still going to be in the lottery. Right. Right. Can I? Can that's I, can probably I, wishful thinking. It is wishful thinking. I I have to. Uh, I I just have to throw this at you real quick here because you know I'm always multitasking. Um, Jim Boylan just came on, and. Uh, Gafford was 100% available tonight. Jim just said he chose not to play him. That's what he said. So any benefit of the doubt that he just got from that tweet that we mentioned at the beginning of the show, you could just throw that shit to the corner. You let Felicio stick in here. That's another thing. Stacy ate Felicio's ass up tonight, too. Especially in that fourth quarter when Jim had Felicio in. And who was that? Bertans came... I mean, sprinting from the three-point line just slams the ball down and no one moved. And Felicio just waved at him and said, Hi, buddy. Yeah, hi, buddy. I'm making $8 million. How are you? You know, like, what? You get to make $8 million next year, and they're probably just going to pay it to me for a roster spot. So, you know? I, I mean, th- th- this is just unbelievable, man. I mean... Wizards are a bad team. At least we kind of got to see a little bit of an exciting duel between Zach and Bradley Beal there. Um, you know, like oh, I said, Zach, Zach hitting that step back fader from the hash mark. Which and just one? Smiling. Which one? I don't know. I guess I guess you could point out multiple, but the, the last one that he had like two guys. In I, I I tell you what, man. He and you know that was the best thing about that is it like looked like he was having fun like him and Beal were laughing about you know hey they didn't name us all-stars <laughs> this is what we do on a regular basis you know no yeah you, you want DeMontis Sabonis posting up and getting offensive rebounds over what we brought to the table in terms of entertainment for the all-star game sure maybe Sabonis on the team that he's on is this season a more productive contributor to winning but at the end of the day, you ain't telling me that anybody, if they had a pick between Sabonis, Levine, and Beal, that anybody is taking DeMontis, Sabonis over Beal or Levine. And if you are, your name's probably Rob. <laughs> that guy takes so much shit. It's so funny. Everybody. I mean, he, he took so much shit that he had to disappear, and now he's back. I'm, I'm a political tweeter now, but I'm still going to talk a whole bunch of shit about the Bulls. So you're just going to hate me entirely because I'm going to shove politics down your throat. And then I'm going to shit on the only positive thing about the Bulls. Yeah, he's a... Uh... <laughs> I hate him, bud. I I, <laughs> I, I, I I hate that guy. And I, you know, I hate his tweets. I, I just I just hate everything about 
Ron. I'm not even going to lie to you. Um, I also hate everything about Jim Boylan right now, too. points tonight, and he was the main reason why the Bulls lost. He needs to look to pass more. He needs to stop being such a good scorer and really needs to not hit three-pointers at a high clip because this is going to negate anything I've ever said about this man. It's it's just all pathetic. Um, one thing I didn't let you get to break down was what you thought of uh, Kobe White. You know, because we, we don't have much to talk about tonight after this game. It wasn't that great. I want to get into Sato's game a little bit before we go, And I, but I would like you to first start off with, can you break down what you thought about Kobe White getting a uh, bulk of those minutes at the point guard position tonight? He, pl- he played 35 minutes. He was plus in the plus minus. But did you get to, like, see him being the primary ball handler even with Zach on the floor tonight? Yes, that left-handed whip pass that he made to Zach. That looked um, like surprise the shit on Zach. <laughs> um, I feel like we see a lot of this stuff from Kobe. Um, he actually played four minutes more than Sato tonight. Um, only had one less assist. Kobe had four steals. So, you know, we're seeing a lot from Kobe in the spurts that he's allowed to be a facilitator. And I think he's probably taking it upon himself to try to show those things so he can get a little bit of leeway. And at this point in the season, I don't know why we are starting anybody else or playing anybody else. You can move Saddle to the three. You can have Hutch come off the bench. You can have Saddle come off the bench because you need the scoring. um, And you want somebody to run the offense when Zach hits the bench. But why Kobe is not starting as a point guard? We, we know he can be a sixth man. That is not in question at this point. He came into the league a combo guard. But you're heading into a draft with a likely lottery pick in a very point guard heavy draft. You need to know what this man can do in your starting lineup as the lead ball handler next to Zach Levine. And that's exactly and the points that Stacey King made tonight. And I think it's a couple points that you and I have made on this show Throughout the season, not I don't want to say in the start of the season we weren't calling for it, but once we saw, you know, the downfall of where we were going, I think we really started calling for it because, God forbid, we don't give this kid a chance to see what he could do at his position of, of point guard. And, and as you know this as well as I do, playing in North Carolina, he ran a lot of what offense? Open floor offense, right? That's how he created the most. Him pushing the ball, getting his other teammates involved. We don't, get, we don't get to see that with him ever because he plays off-ball pretty much all the time coming off the bench. Or he's just playing a bunch of iso ball because he's like one of the only people off the bench that can create his own shot. So the fact tonight we got to see we got to see him play a lot of minutes with a guy like Zach who, can't, who does not need Kobe to create a shot for him. He can create his own. I think it was really beneficial for his game, and I think that we did see a lot out of him. No, we did. I mean, 14, 5, 7, and 4, he should have had a better shooting night. There's a few opportunities that he probably should have capitalized on that he missed. But that's that's the least of our concerns when it comes to Kobe. We can know we know he can score the damn ball, but this man had four steals, seven assists, and five rebounds. He plays uh, – he may not be – the best defender, but you never question whether or not he's trying on that end, which I, I, at this point of the season, we need all the positive things we can talk about and giving Kobe white the opportunity to give us something to talk about is what fans need at this point of the season. When we wanted Kobe on the bench, 
We were talking playoffs. We're talking balance. We're talking Zach's the only one that can create his shot outside of Kobe. So staggering that made sense. At this point of the season, we need to know if Zach and Kobe can play together. Do we need to draft another point guard? Do we need to make moves to trade for a high-end point guard? And you don't find any of these things out by staggering Zach and Kobe at this point of the season. I 100% agree with you. Give the kid the damn keys and let him and Zach trade off possessions and see what happens. And hopefully with a healthy roster, we add some depth to where we're allowed to do that, where we have some pieces coming off the bench that can sustain the offense with them both as starters. Um, But at this point in the season, that's, that's all fans have to look forward to is Zach Levine playing basketball and positive development from Kobe White, at least until we get more players on the floor. And even then, you want to see Kobe with Zach, Otto, Lowry, and Wendell in a starting lineup. That's what you want to see starting next year if, if you're the Bulls. If they're all back, like they were saying by March 1st, right? Like we saw that they expect Otto to be back. They expect Wendell to be back. They expect Lowry to be back. Kobe White better be in that, in that starting lineup. There's no reason to where we're at in the se- where we're at record-wise right now, where we're going, that Kobe White should not start. And if it doesn't no. happen, I'm going to be pissed, dude. I mean, that, like honestly, I'm just going to I'm going to be livid about that. The kid needs to start. Let's see what he is. I mean, just let's see what no, he is. There, I, I don't think there is a level of incompetence higher than when spending a seventh overall pick on a player you see as the potential point guard of your future and not giving him the opportunity in a throwaway season to prove that he can be that. At this point of the season, that is all most smart fans are holding on to is what positive can we even get out of this season at this point? And that is Kobe White showing that he can be the point guard of the future. He's 19 years old. He's going to make mistakes. Yeah. But at this point of the season, we can play through those mistakes without getting too upset about it. He's not going to cost us a playoff spot. We've already done that. That's true. It's 100% true, my man. All right, well, I want to get into Sato's game real quick. Seems like he gets up against uh, against his former team here. He had another great game tonight. Um, I, 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 we really don't need to dissect it at this point because you kind of did as we were talking about Kobe having, you know, Sato could do a little bit of everything. But it was just nice to see him, 19 points, 8 assists. He only turned the ball over twice. or Yeah, twice. Um, only had two rebounds, which is kind of rare for Sato. But other than that, he played a pretty good game. Huh? Seven and one assisted turnover ratio tonight. Yeah. And I feel let me let me scroll back to. I don't think he did so well against Philly, but the game before Philly, I feel like Kobe had like nine assists. Oh, I don't know. You could be right. I don't remember. Yes, against New Orleans and the loss to New Orleans, Kobe was fourteen six and nine, um, with only two turnovers. Well, how many arguments have you had this uh, this season about how he can't pass? I mean... Because I, I've seen that in your mentions like a million times. See, and I, I, am, I am part of the faction of the Bulls fan base that, at least coming into the season, he's, he's a combo guard. He's more scorer than he is passer. But you see, when you give him the opportunity, he's not trying to be Antonio Blakeney, who I've seen... Too many comparisons to. 
That um, anybody that says that doesn't know basketball. Like seriously, and I'm not trying to talk like I know any more than anybody else. But if someone gave you the comparison, and because I've seen that too, and I've had to fight that off. That Kobe White is like Antonio Blakeney, who's not even in the fucking league anymore. I just stop, just just stop with that comparison. You're a troll. That that's all that is. Is you're just trolling to piss people off. That's all that is. I am very. So, I'm the, mad. I'm sorry. In, in in the last three games, we've given Kobe the opportunity. I don't feel that he got too much of the opportunity against Philly, and that's probably because of the matchup with Simmons as the point guard. Um. But in two out of the last three games, Kobe's had seven or more assists and only three turnovers. I didn't take a peek at the box score for the Sixers game to see how he um, kind of handled that there. But at this point in the season, we're we're wasting time if we're not investing everything we have left into the young talent that's supposed to develop and take us to the next level that we thought we were going to see this year. 100% agree, man. 100% agree. Um, I just want to give you a direct quote real quick from Boylan on why he didn't play Gafford. Boylan, I didn't play him tonight because of our two centers, alluding to Cornette and Big Chris. Yes, I, I saw Mr. Tony Gill put out a tweet saying that Jim ultimately insinuated that even when Gafford's healthy, that uh, Felicio is going to play over him. Yeah, so that's uh, the tank is on, the tank is on, the tank is on. All right, well, we will not be back. I mean, I you know what? Maybe we'll do something this weekend um, during the All-Star break. Maybe we hop on the mic after um, the three-point contest. The three-point contest yeah. becomes the first player ever to win both the dunk and the three-point. He he did. Oh yeah, oh yeah. If he wins the three point, he will be the first player in NBA history to win both the three point competition. For and some the reason, I took that simultaneously, like he was doing both in the same weekend, which I got up for. Oh well, shit! If they would have voted him in, he'd be doing everything. I know, bastards, man. That would have been great for Chicago. But uh, maybe so, we'll. I don't wish I don't wish injuries on anybody. But if somebody on the East wants to uh, fall out, so Silver can throw Levine in there, do it. Do it, do it, just just do it, just do it, just, just do throw it. yourself floor. But yeah, you I think, know it's the right thing to do. I I think that we should definitely um. I think we should definitely hop on the mic after the uh the three point contest. No, I think we should. It, it'll give us an opportunity. Hopefully, there's some at least cameos for the Bulls player with the games being in Chicago, and we can have a more lighthearted, fun conversation i gotta i gotta say man you know how many people do you think have listened to this show after games and gotten like a speeding ticket or some shit because they just they feel our anger or well my well yeah my anger and then probably your sarcasticness when they start talking to the cop i'm I'm sure people have gotten speeding tickets listening to this i was i actually listened to one of our shows from like a week ago i just listened to it yesterday morning found myself doing like 80 and a 55 I was just getting so irritated thinking about this team. So maybe when we do the All-Star Game show, it'll be a little bit calm down, a little smooth riding, you know what I'm saying? Just nice, fun, like you said, lighthearted, and we can just kind of run with it from there. No, that, that sounds good to me. I think that would be a good change of pace instead of coming into these shows just depressed from demoralizing losses to horrible teams that we should be beating. Um, though the, the argument could be made that Tonight was a loss worth losing. Um, I, I hate to be at that point of the season, but we are getting there. Where losing to certain teams might be more beneficial long run than right. The 
Well, we're going to wrap this one up, everybody. Be sure to go to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at BullsOnTap, following at ontapsportsnet, following Goose at BullScripted, following me at BuzzOnTap. We'll be back Saturday night after Zach Levine wins the three-point contest because, hey, goddamn, we got to have something to be happy about. So let's go Bulls.